Welcome aboard. This is your Captain Johnny. And first mate Jess, thank you for joining us on our chaotic journey through fan fiction. This podcast will contain adult situations and themes. I would strongly suggest using caution when listening in public. But what do I know? We do not own these stories or characters. They're just along for the ride upon the ships of chaos. Dun, 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 dun. Hello, Chaotix. <laughs> this is Johnny. Hello, Chaotix. <laughs> and this is Jess. Johnny. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. Johnny is slightly silly because they've been going off adrenaline for the last 48 hours. Mm. Yeah, love when that happens. <laughs> How you doing? Are you okay? Are you going to crash soon? <laughs> I think I'm going to go read some Draco, Harry fan fiction and crash after this. That's a good idea. <laughs> I'm reading a story called Draco, Malfoy, and the Resurrection Stone. Oh, is it a long fic, short fic, mid fic? It's about 25 chapters, but it's part one of like a trilogy. Completed? The third one hasn't finished yet. Oh, let me know how it is. Yeah, because it's a um, go back in time where Draco goes back in time to their first year. By using a time turner or the... It's um, another device. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. So, but we are uh, currently trying to find great fictions for y'all for the future because we have four four sections left that means four episodes in this season radio tower is coming to an end it's so sad I so know. i'm excited to peruse other fandoms yes so i'm happy for it but also god we are gonna miss we're gonna meet miss hyper little nori's story oh for sure yeah so always in our hearts our pilot season <laughs> yes ah. and we're gonna miss her lovely reviews on how we're reading her story <laughs> i think she'll stick around she seems to like us <laughs> how was your week um it was okay did you have a good easter we got lots of candy from the easter bunny yeah we got lots of candy from the easter bunny I got canned wine in my basket. It was lovely. I got a chocolate bunny and I made a steric caption with Styles asking where his Easter basket was. And Derek going, uh, you're 19. There's no such thing as the Easter bunny. <laughs> Nobody needs that negativity, Derek. And Styles is like, listen, Sour Wolf, where the <laughs> fuck is my basket? <laughs> Was your chocolate bunny solid? Yes. Or hollow? It was, those are the best. Yeah. I got like a huge bag of Starburst to help me quit smoking. The Starburst squares or like the Starburst jelly beans? Like the, the, like the little two packs of Starburst. Okay. Yeah. Like the normal candy. Yeah. Have you ever had the Starburst jelly beans? Yeah. They're delicious. God, they're my favorite. Why I can't I lose any weight. Keep eating the freaking jelly beans. Well, I'm, I'm eating Starburst to try to um, 
I think that's a good try I think it's a good my addiction yeah because yeah. I like I told you earlier I have three cigarettes left and I am not buying another pack after this yeah I'm proud of you I think starbursts are way better for you anyway <laughs> they're not so good for my teeth that's okay neither is cigarettes so do you want one that tastes good or <laughs> But um, I already warned all my coworkers that I might be a bitch for a few days. You'll be hopped up on sugar. They won't notice. You'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> my husband did buy me a uh, chocolate bunny that was made out of Fruity Pebbles. Fruity Pebbles is my favorite cereal in the whole world. That sounds And it was delicious. a Fruity Pebbles bunny. Yeah. That, that sounds delicious. I'm very excited. Yes. How's your week? Uh, well, let's see. Uh, when, Wednesday, I cleaned out my car for the first time since October. So, and I have yet to get it messy again. That's the good thing. Well, that's good. Also, like, um, my main cooking instrument in this house is a rice cooker that I put my chicken and rice in. And um, that was in my trunk, but I took it out of the trunk to clean the trunk and then forgot about it and ran it over. Oh, no. <laughs> Did it break? Oh, yeah, it, it, it was destroyed. Gosh. So I had to buy a new rice cooker today. Man, that sucks. <laughs> I, I, I heard the crunch and I was like, oh, please don't tell me that was my rice cooker. Oh, man. <laughs> I so did it just it. like kind of, oh, you flattened it? It didn't yeah. shop. Was it flat, like a pl rubber, plasticky kind it of material? It was metal. Metal. Mm. Metal and wires. I mean, the rice cooker is only like $35. I know, but it's still, fact of the matter is, that still sucks. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't have had to, but oh, man. Like, But do you I love your new one? It's the same one. I got the same one. It is my oh, okay. favorite cooker. It's those, what, what is it? What are they called? Uh, Aura or something like that. It starts with an A. Mm. So like you can just put like the rice and the, like the chicken in the bowl. And then it has a basket in the top. So you can put the, your vegetables in. And like, while okay. everything's cooking, the vegetables are steaming and. Oh, all in one. That's amazing. And it takes like 20 minutes to cook dinner. Turned out, Lily was right. More on that later. Hey, put that this cover. Okay, no one. Hey, what's up? Are you guys want to eat? Okay. We want to eat out. Are you hungry? Are you want to eat coffee? There are no feelings involved. Okay. Please, like telling the Fonz to eat. I definitely am. Just talk. Luna, leave her alone. We can multitask. You know, use the senses. Push up otherwise dull activities. Like folding laundry. Paying bills. Okay. Muting the TV. What are you watching? How I Met Your Mother. Good show. Good show. Okay. Most, mostly I watch it for the slap, slap bet. The what? The slap bet. What's that? You know, like, it was a running joke. Like, Marshall won a slap bet. And so he had, like, 
five slaps he could bestow upon Barney for like the rest of the series. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> remember. Yeah. <sighs> okay. So, so you want to give us our uh, summary of last week? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think this is going to be as great a summary as my last week's episode was because uh, I kind of don't remember everything. But Gerard's dead. <laughs> Spoiler alert: Gerard's dead. The Berserker's leader is Kate. Uh-huh. We have Alora. At the end of the episode, we found Alora, who was a Berserker. Yeah, she was a Berserker. She was a Berserker. And Styles' spark saved him from Kate. Kate was attacking him, his, or was it Gerard that his spark singed? It was uh, uh, Gerard. He he killed Gerard with his red string. Did Kate ever attack Styles though in that episode? Well, they were holding him down and then um, about to put the skull on him, and Derek roared like an alpha. He did his alpha roar, and like half the ber- berserkers like stopped and wouldn't listen to Kate anymore. And then one of the berserkers' skulls started to crack, and that's where we got Laura. And that's how we got Laura. Okay. Do you have a shell um, tattooed on your I, wrist? Oh, it's a temporary tattoo. I was like, I didn't. I was like, I didn't think I recognized that. <laughs> that yeah, my too. daughter. We we got a bunch of mermaid tattoos for her birthday. Mm-hmm. Um and. I've been trying out the shell, and I kind of like it. Yeah, there's a teacup human behind you. I know. (laughs) I don't remember anything else with the summary. I think I hit the major points. Yeah, that's the major points. So, is there anything you would add? We got a Scott and a bad Irish accent. He said like three words. That's why I didn't mention him. (laughs) Um, let's see. Uh. Deaton was beaten to a pulp. And Derek was stabbed again. Oh, that's right. And I said he always plays the damsel in distress. Yeah. So that was pretty much it. All right. Let's jump into, uh, we're starting a new chapter, yeah? Chapter 11? Yes, chapter 11, part one. This chapter is going to be three parts because it is a very long chapter. Um, this is the last chapter before the epilogue. So, oh, and the epilogue um, is going to be one episode, and it is very long. Our last episode will be very long. So, it's okay. We'll hold on to Radio Tower just as long as we can. That last yeah. episode. Yeah. All right. So let's do it. Let's do this. Yay. Okay. The young woman jerked at the sound of Derek's voice as if it had been a firework rather than a whisper. Her face was sickly pale, hair sticking to her head and curling down her back in messy tangles like a wild creature. When Derek reached for her again, she flinched, but but did not back away 
the longing clear in her body language as Derek drew her against his chest, carefully, so, so carefully. She went stiff when Derek's arm wrapped around her. Then Derek let out a low, plaintive whine, and she seemed to melt, burying her head in his neck, tucking it under his chin and gripping him tight, as if she could disappear in his warmth. Derek, she said, voice stronger this time, even if it was rough with the motion, the unmistakable sound of a human being near breaking point. Such a cute reunion, Kate said as she steadied herself on her feet, breathless with an air of forced calm. She was uneasy, Styles realized. She, she had even less idea about what had just happened than they had. The other berserkers, except for two, still stood like statues, unmoving. Why only those two? Why had the others stopped but not been healed by Derek's call? Styles looked to Deaton, now curled on the ground at Scott's side, not moving. Would he know what was happening? Kate looked wild now, even more dangerous in her unease. Lunged for the berserker she had caressed earlier. She stabbed the bone jutting from its arm, wielding it like a knife, and it didn't move. Didn't even flinch as she pushed it to its knees and held the shard of bone just in front of its eye socket. Want to know which member of your family I'm about to kill, Derek? Kate shrieked. Maybe one of your honorary family members. Maybe someone a little closer to home like Uncle Peter or Daddy. Her face twisted into a crazed smile. A low growl rumbled in Derek's throat, but he didn't let go of De Laura. Cora, the pack had frozen too at that threat. At their hesitation, the remaining berserkers under Kate's control moved. The one that Boyd, Isaac, and Erica had pinned together threw them back, seizing Isaac by the throat and lifting him clear off his feet while the other moved to Stiles, seizing a fistful of his hair and tipping it back until it felt like his neck might snap. What do you think, Derek? Do you want to take the chance? Kate turned her gaze slowly around the circle, as if listening for something, more focusing on Scott. You, you care about Derek's little spark? It was a statement, not a question, as she jerked her chin towards Stiles. Scott remained silent, but Stiles had been around werewolves long enough to know his heartbeat. His body language would give, her, give him away regardless, if not Stiles' own. When he looked for Scott, when he'd been dragged into the circle. Kill Derek and save your friend. Scott flinched. Why me? No, no, crap, crap. No, no, wrong accent. <laughs> <laughs> so close, so close. <laughs> I have such a hard time with an Irish accent. Give me a sec. Why me? Nope. It's still Southern. I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give up on that one. Why just me? Just make him Southern. Why me? He asked through gritted teeth, clearly just trying to keep her talking enough to give someone an opening. 
Kate tightened her hold on the shard of bone in her grasp. Don't fuck with me, little wolf. The alpha spot can either be willed or to another member of the pack or taken in battle. If you kill him, you'll take his spot. You'll be the alpha. So you can make Scott turn all the humans ready to make into berserkers and Derek can be killed, right? Styles managed through his already wounded throat twisted at an unnatural angle. You hope whatever hold he's gotten over the others will die with Derek. Kate sneered. It's something I wasn't betting on, sure, but it's easily solved. She looked hard at Scott. Kill the Alpha or I'll cut him apart piece by piece while you watch. Scott, don't, Styles choked. The berserker holding him jerked his head back so, so hard his vision spun. She'll just turn me when it's done. I'd rather die than be a berserker. No, his dad cried out at the same time as Scott shook his head vehemently. I don't like that word. Vehemently. 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 Yeah. I squeeze shut as if that could make the situation disappear. A prickling sense of awareness nodded his skin then, making Styles strain his eyes to look sideways without jerking on the already agonizing grip on his hair. There was something building to his left, power, energy. It took him a moment to realize what was ha happening. Deaton's arm that was splayed across the ground twitched, fingers flexing, struggling as if they as if were taking everything he had to move them. They curled where they lay on the ground, digging in, twisting subtly, working deeper. It was only when Styles felt an accompanying pulse of something that he realized what it was he was seeing. It was too dark to make out the movement. He should have shouldn't have been able to see, but he could. In that moment, he saw Deaton, that bit brighter than the others, not a glaring, dazzling light, but a subtle difference, like tweaking the exposure on a picture. He wasn't seeing Deaton's fingers burrowing into the earth with labored efforts. He wasn't seeing his lips moving from this distance in the dim light. He was seeing the energy, the supernatural spark from everyone there moving through him as he channeled it through himself. So he's kind of, he's channeling the, even from like the berserkers or from just like from Deaton? Deaton is cha channeling, pack. well, Deaton is channeling the energy around everybody. Okay, and Styles can see it just because of his spark, like he has that like sense. Yeah. Of what's happening. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Styles' senses spiraled, roared in his already pounding skull. He felt a humming, burning current roaring up from every supernatural being around him, surging like angry tides and crashing together in a deafening credenza, crescendo. It was like he tapped into something somehow, and now he turned, and now he couldn't turn it off. Okay, it is Styles that is channeling. Oh, okay. It I, is. I, I mean, it was a little confusing because Deaton was like holding on to the 
earth, like touching the earth, which, yeah. you know, you could kind of see it channeling through natural. Yeah. But yeah, I thought it was styles. I think Deaton is doing something that is allowing styles to cha- channel. Maybe like giving him his energy. Yeah. Like pushing it towards him. Yeah. Helping him cha- channel it at least. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, okay. His chest felt too tight, his head too small, a space to take it all in. The very ground beneath him was growling ominously, but it felt like he was the only one who could hear it. Scrunching his face up, he struggled to close it all off, spinning through a blinding void until it all became too much. His eyes flew open at the same time as his mouth warped into an anguished scream. Just through it all, he could hear his dad calling for him, hear Derek saying his name. Kate's panic cry of, what? What are you doing? But he couldn't make anything quiet enough to remember how to form words. Okay, that last sentence I did sounded more New York than Southern. (laughs) A little bit, yeah. Try it again. What are you doing? Nope. (laughs) She knows she's New Yorker now. Oh, with it. Then as suddenly as it had all come, it silenced. Like the flame of a candle wiped out by a gust of breath, it all died. But it hadn't. He could still feel it, flowing through his veins like adrenaline. Like he wanted, wanted to run with the power, he felt. Like Deaton's fingers had pushed the energy from every supernatural creature in the vicinity up through his knees, resting on the dirt. Styles was deafened by the quiet, broken only by his labored breaths. It could have only been for a moment, but he couldn't even hear his own heartbeat. Only Deaton's soft voice spoke as he whispered, Styles now. And what was he supposed to do? He felt the weight of the vial he'd picked up in the clinic in his pocket. But it was only one tiny dose, not enough for Kate and the berserkers she had left under her control. In the second of hesitation, movement bolted from the side and slammed into the berserker holding Styles, sending all three tumbling to the ground. Styles scrambled around to see a dark gray wolf, but not one he recognized, savaging the berserker on the ground like a rabid dog. He heard Derek's voice, felt his jerk of movement, and knew the wolf was Laura, saving him, lashing out at the things that had taken her or just snapping in the sense of anger, of danger. The berserker did scream, but Laura's snarls filled the night, wet with blood. The berserker sank its claws into her fur, but she didn't stop. Then suddenly, a pack of wolves were were rushing past Stiles. Cora, Boyd, Eric, and Isaac all lunged for the creature with his claws and Laura their howls ringing through the darkness. It was strong. They were strong, but it wouldn't die no matter how they tore into it. Hey. Yeah. Out of his peripheral vision, as he pushed himself up from the ground, Styles saw people approaching from a distance, no doubt alerted by the noise. Chris was on his feet, dragging another lantern from the earth with a grunt, as Styles' dad had done, and surged toward Kate. 
The other berserker caught him before he could reach her, swatting him aside like a bug and sending him sprawling to the dirt. Styles' dad moved toward him, flanked by Scott, and Styles moved his gaze back to Kate a second too late. <clears throat> he watched in horror as she rounded on Derek, her pale darkened with molted, almost cat-like markings across her face and arms that looked obsidian in the dim dimness. Her eyes, unnatural yellow-green, gleamed in the low light, and her fangs distorted her mouth as she brought her claws down across Derek's face with a roar of rage, of desperation. Stiles staggered unsteadily to his feet. Everything still hurt. Everything was still moving. His senses hyper-aware of every heartbeat there, not because he could hear it, but because he could feel them. Even the bone men, he felt their lives like they were brushing past him with every movement. It was as if he were wading through a sea of long grass that swayed around his legs, grasping at him like beckoning, cunning fingers. Once again, I am amazed at Hyper Little Nori's use of creating a picture. Yeah, she makes very intense scenes. Yeah. I can't even find like jokes here. No. I've been struggling these last couple chapters because it's getting so serious and so serious. But like the, you can see what's happening. I know. Oh, Hyper Little Nori, you're the queen. <laughs> yes. Bow down to this author, Hyper Little Nori. He tried to steady himself, knew somehow that Deaton had given his already present awareness a push, heightened it somehow, but he didn't know why. Derek was howling, Kate's claws embedded in his chest even as it took the pack. His dad, Chris, Scott, and everyone to contain the two men, two bone men still responsive, responsive to her, while the others just stood there like an army of the dead. Why? He clasped the vial he'd taken from the clinic in one hand, one vial imbued with wolfsbane, and who knew what else, for Kate. Kate's teeth sank into Derek's shoulder, ripping bloody carnage into the air, and Styles took a step forward, clasping his fingers around the vial. Hey, Kate, he cried out, not knowing what else to do. She snapped her head toward him as he added, I choked your old dad to death until his eyes bulged. Was that how he tried to kill you when he realized what you were? Bared fangs flashed at him, red like Derek's blood. No, red with Derek's blood. Kate dove for him. Styles couldn't stop her even if he tried. She slammed to the ground with him, pinning him with her strength, covering him like a starved predator, hot breath metallic with the smell of blood streaming over his face until his stomach lurched. Her claws dug into his aching throat and he cried of and his cry of pain cut off as she grunted for breath above him, heaving heavy with madness like that of a cornered animal like that of a cornered animal about to be slaughtered. Look at Dak's pretty face as he watches you die, she seethed, voice thick with fangs, 
and bloody spittle as she pressed her claws to his throat. They just sank into him as if his flesh were butter. It felt impossible. Styles let out a gurgling, shocked cry, fingers twitching. It felt like she was reaching into his spine with, through his throat, and he was frozen with it. His stolen breath was locked in her grasp, and he wondered if this was really how it was going to end. He clawed at her hands ineffectively, scrambling, scrabbling on instinct without any real strength, and she grinned down at him. Derek's blood wept from the corner of her lips onto the mess of his throat. She didn't even blink when he started batting at her face, pushing up as if he were trying to get her away. Her sneering, feral grin didn't die, though, not until he clumsily shoved the vial into her mouth and jammed his palm up against her jaw with all the strength he had until the glass cracked. The blood curdling sound she made through her clenched teeth sounded so far away, echoing and distant in his ears, as he as did the wet grunt of pain as her claws ripped free of his neck as she reached for her own mouth. But before she could even try to spit out the poison, an arm locked around her neck, pulling up tight to keep her jaw firmly sealed. The dark shadow that fell over Styles was twisted. He bleaked, confusion starting to set, set into his fuzzy head at the grotesque shape of it. He tried to clear his vision. The sound was starting to fade completely into the encroaching mist, and he found himself staring up at a bare skull. But the eye sockets did not glow with crimson light. No, they flared beta blue. Styles watched. Huh? Oh, I said I was trying to look up what beta blue eyes look like. Are they like bright blue? They're like. <laughs> Do we see them in the show? Because I know you see like golden. Oh, I see them. <coughs> yeah. Got it. I mean, uh, when we first meet Derek, his eyes are blue. Because he's a beta. But he doesn't stay blue for very long. No. Uh, he becomes the alpha at the end Pretty of season quickly. one. So what is the yellow? Unpacked? Yeah, yellow is omega. Omega. Oh, look at that. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay, I think this... Actually, your eyes can be yellow um, if you're part of a pack. Uh Blue kind of means that uh, you're a beta who's killed an innocent. Hmm. Even if it's by mistake. Okay. Yeah. Because that's why um, Derek's eyes were blue. Because Mm -hmm. um, he accidentally killed Paige. But you don't find that out until like season four or five. I can't remember. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Styles watched as black tendrils swept up Kate's arms. Her face as her eyes bulged and dark fluid streamed like tears from the corner of her eyes and mouth. Above style, she struggles, struggled, claws digging into the arms around her throat. But the strength of the bone man was inescapable. Eventually, the darkness bleeding from her eyes consumed them entirely until they were utterly black and devoid of life. She went limp in the berserker's arms, 
but it held onto her for a fraction longer, as if just to be sure, before letting her drop to the side. The bareheaded creature stared down at Styles, towering over him like an ominous specter. Even as Styles felt himself being pulled this way and that by Derek, by his dad as they reached his side. His dad was pressing his hand to the bloody mess of Styles' throat. Derek was draining the pain from him that had grown white hot yet remained so very far away like the energy Deaton had siphoned into him kept it separate from him. The energy. Styles realized then, as he stared up at the berserker, that the fuzziness wasn't just in his head. It was everywhere, busily buzzing energy like the nest of ants marching through his veins. He felt the pain turn to numbness, then nothingness, like the ache after ice being pressed into the flesh for far too long. He felt his head start, start throbbing, felt the distant anguish in his throat slowly recede under his father's frantic hands. The supernatural energy he'd felt connected to in every supernatural being around him was knitting him back together somehow, extending his life. He wanted to say to Derek, but his throat still wouldn't work. As if he felt it sweeping through him, disting distant, oh my goodness distancing him from the world as if he were surveying it all from underwater. He saw the cracks in the bear's skull, saw it shatter without any connecting sound. There was a split second as the shards of useless bone crumbled away in which he met a pair of vaguely familiar eyes. He made the connection to the few glimpses from long ago, recognizing the stunned face of Peter Hale before the man dropped to the ground at the same time as the other berserkers fell. He strained his eyes to see, just about managing to catch a glimpse of Scott standing over another fallen berserker a few feet away with the remnants of a wolf skull in his hand. It's a woman, Scott cried out so very far away. She's just unconscious. They all are. Someone get Melissa. Get Okay, no. They all are. Get someone. Get Melissa. Get no Chico. Chris. He wasn't even sure anymore. Oh my God. Cora gasped. Voice almost lost in the din of un un oncoming nothing. The white noise that filled Styles' hair. Mom! Styles! He thought he heard Derek ask as he gently, maybe firmly tapped his face. He wasn't sure. He looked in his direction, locked in on two eyes that were almost black in the dark. Hang in there, kid, his dad bagged through the encroaching frog still pressing down on his throat. Styles tried to move, tried to say something, do anything to make them realize he was healing somehow. He was, wasn't he? He felt so confused, cold. Dad, he tried to say, eyes stinging, throat useless. He thought a senseless noise babbled from his torn throat. Dad, Derek, I'm so cold. The mist swallowed him whole. Finn. I like how you say it so casually. Finn. 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 <laughs> the end of the story, by the way. No. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a horrible ending? 
it oh. would, but we still oh, have yeah. two parts to this chapter and the whole epilogue. So, but well, I'm gonna stay positive. Obviously, Styles is gonna be fine. He has to be fine. We're getting rainbows and unicorns at the end. Yeah, and oh my God, we have Peter Hale <laughs> and Talia Hale. I know we have like a whole family reunion happening here. Yes. Peter's still an asshole, but we love him for it. So. It's okay. It's okay. Well, <laughs> we'll keep him around as long as Styles lives. I Well, I'm, I'm part of this like Teen Wolf group on Facebook. And someone asked on the Teen Wolf group. I know like there's a lot of Peter Hale fans in this group, but why do they keep trusting him? And my response was the same reason they keep the Avengers keep trusting Loki. He's useful. He's useful. He's useful All around for a reason. Yeah. And he's family. I mean, there could be worse people out there. Yeah. I mean, there are worse people out there. I don't so. know. A homicidal maniac sociopath is pretty bad. <laughs> it could be Gerard. Oh my God. Fuck Gerard. I mean, Gerard's at the top of that list. Honestly, like, at least Peter Hill, like, calms down. Peter Hill. Peter, Peter, Peter Hale, Hale. Calms down and kind of just, like, just becomes, like, a sarcastic, like, villain. Like, Gerard never stops. Mm-mm. That's true. Yeah. Oh, Gerard. Gerard, like, even, like, into season six, Gerard never stops. So, Peter Hale finally, like, comes around and is like, oh, yeah, this is my family. I should probably stop trying to kill them. But Gerard <laughs> never stops. Mm -mm. He, uh, he, Gerard, like, goes to the point where he tries to kill his own family on multiple occasions. Bad dude. Yeah. So, Peter Hale's not that bad. See? No. <laughs> Listen, he's useful. <laughs> he's useful. Uh, all right. Well. Oh, so I, what do you think? I don't know. I, I'm hanging on this cliffhanger. I know he's going to be okay. In my heart of hearts. Yeah. He has to be okay. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm coming for hyper little Nori. <laughs> coming for you. <laughs> um that's it I mean what are your thoughts I, I know you've read this before but I just um I know what's coming yeah how did you feel the first time the first time I could not put it down I read it like in three hours I think I was gonna ask you how long did it did you read this in one sitting I don't think I read it in one sitting. I could not put it down. I read it in one sitting. And each time, like, either Derek or Styles is near death, I'm like, oh, come on, please don't do this. Please don't do this. And then you can't stop. You got to keep going. Got to make sure yeah. they're okay. So, and, like, I say it, like, every time I watch Teen Wolf, which, by the way, I have watched Teen Wolf so many times, I finally bought the DVDs. But... <laughs> 
But have you, uh, huh? have you watched the DVDs yet? Or are they still in their packaging? I haven't had time to sit down and watch them. Mm. My my job has been keeping me pretty much non-go, like non-stop for mm-hmm. the last week. We, like our little two-week break did nothing for helping us get caught up because of work. Yep. And just, but every time I watch Teen Wolf, okay, like mm-hmm. every season, Derek almost dies. And I'm like, really, guys? Okay, okay. Derek can't be dead. He's one of the most important ones. I'll say it again. He's the damsel in distress of the yeah. series. <laughs> and like, it's, he almost dies in different ways. Like first season, he, he gets a claw embedded into his back. Second mm-hmm. season, no. I can't remember how he di- almost dies in season two. Well, isn't he like the alpha? So he, yeah. uh, isn't that the season where he falls into that pit and nobody knows if he's alive? That's season three. Oh, that is season three. That's season three. That's where you stopped. You haven't finished watching season three yet. Mm-mm. Because you can't get past Kayla's, uh, Kali's toenails. Uh, I mean, I, I moved on from those episodes, but I, I still haven't just been able to. Yeah. Teen Wolf, the series, just isn't quite my cup of tea. Yeah. I don't hate it, yeah. but it's not my first choice. Does that make sense? I really like the characters, but I don't, I don't want to watch them. Yeah. I know our whole Ships of Chaos group is <laughs> Teen Wolf fans, so don't come at me. I just... But, but we're going to do other ships befi- besides Teen Wolf. Yeah. But I'm just saying, I don't hate it. I just yeah. don't love it. Yeah. So Anyway, I prefer fan, fan fiction over real stuff anyway my brother's jealous because i got teen wolf on dvd are you gonna share it with him of course i am that's so nice of you. oh okay uh speaking of my brother because i told my brother this just the other day and i still have to tell my other brother and i told you mm-hmm. but in november johnny is moving yay and it's a good move it's a good move it's it's a it's an upward movement, so this is good. So hopefully in November, we're still bringing you great content, but we're probably going to have to take a break for about a week in November while Johnny moves. We can take a... Yeah. Well, it depends on where our, our next fic leaves us. I don't think yeah. we're going to be spending six months on a another epic. Maybe. Yeah. We spent six months on Radio Tower. Yes, we have. We started oh. in like September. Yeah. So we'll, we'll be like over the year mark at that point. Oh, it's so exciting. We'll do something for our one year. Yeah. But Johnny is moving in November to Austin, Texas. Have you lived there before? No, but I lived in San Antonio, which is about an hour out. And I've lived in round rock which is like a suburb type of place right outside of austin okay so but i am moving to austin texas that's so exciting i'm so happy for you which as much as i complain about texas that may seem like a lateral move but 
there's a lot more job opportunities in Austin than I have right here. Yeah, I get it. That's very exciting. Yeah. So, well, I guess we should say that this has been another great chaotic Thursday and we love you guys, but bye. (laughs) Bye. Bye. See you next week. See you next week. Thank you for joining us on our journey today. We'd like to thank Hyper Little Noi for allowing us to read her masterpiece, Radio Tower, and to our listeners who welcome us into their homes every week. We love any reviews, downloads, subscriptions. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and archive of our own as Ships of Chaos. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next Chaotic Thursday. <laughs>